never prepared. You know what's so funny is that, like, I bragged. I bragged when I come in because I was like, oh, my goodness, I finished my notes. I did all my research. I did not do all my research. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I got it all done. One of these days, y'all might get a professional podcast, but <laughs> don't expect it anytime soon. not so. professional anything. Nope. Probably hey. idiot, but besides that, <laughs> I am too. We're right there together. We're business partners. <laughs> and the business is funny. <laughs> I was going to say idiocy, but that works too. <laughs> not an idiot. I am. Welcome back to the Let's Call Nothing podcast, where we discuss all, all things, things fangirl. I hope you leave all of that in leading up to the yeah, intro. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the fun part. Anyway, we are back with more of our discussion of A Court of Thorns and Roses by Miss Sarah J. Moss. What happened last time? Oh, she caught the cereal. She caught the cereal. The cereal. Raisin bread. Frosted <laughs> like Fruit Loop. Cheerios. <laughs> no, nope. he's Frosted Flakes because he's Tony the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Tamlin the Tiger. <laughs> he's got a feline body. Cereal does? Tamlin. I said, I said now? Tamlin the Tiger. I don't know. I know, but you said I'm tired. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like. Frosted Flake of Tamlin's. <laughs> Okay, if each character was cereal, what would they be? <laughs> okay, so Lucian, he would be. What's a what's a cereal? That's a, a fun fruity time. Pebble. He would be a fruity pebble. You're correct. Fair would be Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pow. <laughs> um, Tamlin would be frosted. Like, damn, that's my favorite cereal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it couldn't be like Special K. <laughs> 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 that would be Alice's cereal. <laughs> That's okay. That's what she eats while she's sitting on the porch watching Ferris. My sagging ass. <laughs> sagging ass. Eating this special cake. What would be Nesta's cereal? I don't know. Nesta doesn't eat cereal. She eats like nails. <laughs> Nuts and bolts. Okay, so she does, um, what would it be? Not... Something hearty. You know? Like, just full granola. Not even yeah. any kind of, like, other thing. Just straight granola. My other mans? Yeah, other mans. I got um, too many mans. You got, you got a while to go before he even shows up. That's <laughs> what you're gonna love! My other mans! Okay? I forgot about them. That's, that's the best part. Yeah. Family. The family. Okay. Back on the subject. <laughs> if I were serious... <laughs> Anyway, we're on. Wait, you'd be Coco Puffs. <laughs> Cuckoo for Coco Puffs. A little recapping, and then we got this, this cereal. <laughs> Lucian was <laughs> with her the whole time. Yeah, stay with the High Lord. Stay they with the High swim Lord. Swim in Starlight. They did swim in Starlight. Stay with the High Lord. There's some flirting going on that was terrible within itself. Sarah made a joke. Farrah made one joke. That's her first joke throughout the entire f-ing book. It's probably the only joke she makes. Say, isn't the only joke she <laughs> makes? I feel like the rest of this is not a laughing matter. <laughs> it's not. But we will laugh. Anyway. Because we can't Lord. be serious. <laughs> I know. Surreal we joke. Last time. Last time we, we were sitting there cutting up and it's some, some poor Faye person was like dying, literally dying, and we were just like, oh, Caitlin, I'm gonna die with you. We're terrible. Die with you. 
chapter 19. <laughs> Tamlin gives Feyre the painting supplies, and they go see the gallery. Feyre is mesmerized by all of the beauty in the room. So imagine the scene in Beauty and the Beast where the door's open, and it's the library. Except that would give Feyre massive anxiety. <laughs> Therefore, gallery. Yeah. So Feyre painted for about two weeks straight until reality hit her. Her family had forgotten her. They didn't try to stop her from going with the beast. Tamlin. She felt ashamed of painting instead of worrying over their well-being. I don't know if I should mention now or at some other point about Feyre's painting and what it's kind of canon as in the fandom. Go on. It's canon that she's a horrible painter. (laughs) But she loves it so much that everyone puts up with it. And I think there's something... Like, in the other books that kind of hints at that, how everyone's like, oh, yeah, good job, Vera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she would be that skilled at it. But it's one of those where you're like, oh, that happens, like, all the time. Because I had, like, I've met some kids who were, like, wonderful artists. Mm-hmm. And very impressed. And then some that I think are going to be, whenever they show me their thing, and they're so proud because they talk about it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I see it, I'm like... Well, I mean, I paint and, like, I'm proud of what I do, but it's, it's, good. Like, it's not always as good as I yeah. want it to be. So, I get it. But thank you. I wasn't expecting that compliment. So, Tamlin popped up. He loves popping out of places. He like does. That's why, I always say, that's why I always say he pops up, because that's yeah. how it feels. Like, he just like, oh, I'm Hi. here. <laughs> You're here. I'm here. Ain't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Ain't that weird? <laughs> So Tamlin popped up and told her that the flowers she was staring at were a mating gift from his father to his mother. After she went silent, he asked what was wrong. Eric clenched her fist so tightly that her hands bled from her fingernails. Tamlin tried to assure her, reassure her and kissed her palms and made the wounds go away. Why is Feyre stressing out right now? Oh, about her family? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved in closer and Feyre let him. Before he kissed her cheek and laughed. Just walked away. Just away. Feyre only realized after that she wished he would have stayed. The next day, she stalked to the woods trying to clear her head. She found something to trap she laid behind her. <laughs> I love this scene. It was Tamlin upside down. Hanging upside down. She came in closer and ran a finger through his hair. Just what? I mean, I don't know. Before Hamlin released himself from the snare, did he just fall on his head? No, I think he's got the feline gracefulness. Yeah, (laughs) I wrote these like a month ago, so I'm not sure. He gives her a poem containing all the words she had written down to learn. Wait, is the poem in in this? Well, technically he writes uh, a handful of them, but he reads one. The first poem he reads says, There once was a lady most beautiful, spirited, if a little unusual. Her friends were few, but how the men did cue, but to all she gave a refusal. He also talks about his dirty limericks. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. Suddenly, they start getting like... Yeah, they do. Like, all of a sudden, for no yeah. reason. I mean, that's basically what their relationship is, is lust, but we're... Yeah, there are, I most of the lust... lust- Combined with Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, like all... Combined with absolute f***ing desperation. 
the lust romance scenes just kind of made me roll my eyes in this entire book. So she was shocked to learn he had written poems as a way of helping her. When they were walking back to the manor, she asked him about calling it a mating present and not a wedding present. Mm-hmm. He says, hi, Faye, mostly Mary, but if they're blessed, they'll find their mate. They're equal, they're match in every way. Hi, Faye, we- wed without the mating bond. But if you find your mate, the bond is so deep that marriage is insignificant in comparison. Faye wondered if Faye ever mated with humans, but she didn't have the nerve to ask. Faye asked about his parents, and he tells her all about them. Okay, so Tamlin is a mama's boy through and through. It seems to be a commonality between everybody, the male characters. Everybody. Um, male characters. So, Tamlin's dad was in the war, and he was against the humans. He uh, kept slaves. He was a bad person. And his mother was a sweet person, I believe, they said. But she kind of just went along with whatever her husband was doing. Like, she wouldn't disobey him. I can't think of anything else. Like I said, I wrote these a month ago. Um, He literally, she asked, what about your mother? And he said, my mother, she loved my father deeply, too deeply, but they were mated. And even if she saw what a tyrant he was, she wouldn't say an ill word against him. Mm -hmm. That's literally all he says about her. Yeah. And then how his brothers were also terrible, too. Yeah. Commonality up in here. While Farah is hearing him tell his story, she fights the urge to grab his hand. As they walk towards the fields, she sees masked fairies making something. Tamlin explains it's a fairy holiday happening in two days, and no matter what, she cannot leave the house. So, on this holiday, fairies come from all over for the celebration, and it's dangerous for her little human self to be out. So, at this moment, Tamlin goes rigid and tells her to stay hidden and do not come out. An invisible creature comes to remind them that she was watching them and she was wondering why the High Lord hasn't given up yet. Feyre could hear them talking when what they called the Ator? Mm-hmm. The Ator left. I'm like, Ator. I mean, either way, I don't care. Yeah. Lucian worried about it seeing her and Tamlin assured him it didn't. Uh, so the Ator, this was really fun to look up because guess where my first bit of information come from? Shenos.com. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But apparently it's an Anglo-Saxon word that means venom. I, do not name your child. <laughs> don't name your child Ator. I don't know why people would. It doesn't sound that cool. But she, uh, but it's on SheKnows.com, so somebody tried to name their kid that. Categorize him as he, so I don't really think of him as this. But he kind of reminds me of the Furies from Greek mythology. Just rage, war-ridden creatures that, I mean, obviously... I think of this one as male and the Furies are female, but kind of that same energy. They have wings and... In the chapter, I believe, while they're in the gallery um, and having their moment together, Tamlin says, one day, one day, there will be answers for everything, but not until the time is right, until it's safe. Hold on to that. 
chapter 20. I gotta tell you, this is the part of the book where I started getting really fed up with her, and I was like, I'm done with this. (laughs) It's It's because she's falling in love, Reba, and you're like me, and you're like... Well, part of it is you're not you don't understand. You don't know what's going on. She doesn't know what's going on. But no, she just—that's not the part that I'm irritated. At. I'm irritated at her and her actions because <laughs> she just does one dumb thing right after another. Specifically, she's been doing dumb <laughs> shit this whole time. What yeah. specifically? You mean when she went out during Kalanmai? Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, we it's, needed that to happen. Well, yeah, I understand that it needs to happen, but also it's just like it's like really continuous big like dumb shit is when it starts to happen and I'm like, I'm kind of done with this. Well, I mean, apparently I've read uh, Thorn of Glass by now. Um, that's just a commonality between SJM and her main characters. It's just I was like... I to say, have y'all met Selena? Yeah, it's like, uh, she does that throughout the entire f-ing book. People are like, serious? Do not do that. They're like, do not do this. And she's like, okay. And then she just does it. They was like, Let's just see what happens. Yeah. And Selena's like, try me. Yeah. Watch me. I think the problem with Farah is that she is uh, wanting to figure out so much. Like, it's more of a, they're not telling me the full story. So yeah. if I go out and search for it, then maybe I can figure it out myself. I know we're not talking about Thorn Class, but comparing Farah and Selena, Farah knows nothing. Selena knows, knows everything, too much. And she is an un- it's third person, but she is an unreliable person to follow along. I'm putting that out there. Yeah. So she she's like, try me, like watch me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like she doesn't know anything, and sure, they said don't do it, but they tell her not to do anything. So it's like, all right, I'm just gonna sit here and be this damsel in the distre- distress for the rest of my life. Cool. So I ain't mad at it. And honestly, seeing, like, what happens throughout Mm -hmm. her journey, Mm -hmm. her doing this, one, it makes sense, one, it leads her to the next part. I don't remember my other thought, which was... I get where you're coming from, but I think every character in these type of books will end up doing something like this. I think it's just a trope at this point. Like, okay, they told me not to do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, like... She's a stupid human at this point, and she doesn't know any better. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're completely I right. Agree. Chapter 20. Today is Kalamai. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's how we're going to say it. I read it, I say Kalamani. Hmm? The letter's not there. It is not there <laughs> whatsoever. Or Fire Night. Thera does not see Lucian or Tamlin at all that morning. She asks to help Alice with food after she paints. She's trying to avoid the gardens in fear of running into the Ator. She finds Tamlin in the hall and shirtless with a sword, bow and arrow, and of course, his baldric. Yeah, he loves his baldric. It's his favorite accessory. It's like a thing. It's like a sash that holds knives that he like has across his chest. She asks what he was doing. He tells her it was his duty as High Lord to perform the Great Rite. She asks him about it, and Tamlin tells her to lock herself in her room and set up a snare and do not come out until morning. Also, I feel like if they would explain things just a, just a little lock bit. Lock up, Vera, because I become an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, I don't know, me personally... Right. Me personally, 
you tell me, okay. I'm like, oh, hey, why are we doing, like, what are we, what are, what exactly is going on tonight? And they're like, they don't answer your question. They're like, okay, lock yourself in your room, make a stand, <laughs> and do not come out till morning. And you're like, but that didn't answer my question. What goes on tonight? Honestly, I would be favor in this situation. Not going to lie. I don't care. She asked why, and Tamlin just said, please, and then left. Farrah waited in her room until she couldn't take listening to the drumbeat of the festivities any longer. Just tapping her foot. Maybe she just wanted to join the party. Well, I mean, like, girl just wanted to dance. Yeah. Just heard that noise all night. You couldn't go to sleep. Couldn't eat. You're just like. She wandered around the festival (laughs) until she caught the attention of three fey men. They talked her. They talked about having fun with her after the ritual, and the Fae refused to let go of her. She tried to fight them off, and one of them tried to shove and one of them tried to shove her to the ground. Before she could hit the ground, two warm hands grabbed her and moved her upright. There you are. I've been looking for you, is what her savior said. How moving castle vibes. This is literally a scene from how moving castle how pen dragon say anything about this line no just how how's moving castle yeah uh three fey looked terrified as he thanked them for finding her when she turned around she saw the most beautiful man she had ever seen my man's my man's chapter 21 the man appeared to be surrounded by starlight He asked her what a human woman was doing at the ritual. She lied, saying she was with friends, two women who were gone to get refreshments. The man instantly knew she was lying and asked if he could accompany her. She told him no, remembering how terrified the other fae looked when he spoke to them. She asked if he was part of the spring court. When he told her no, she asked why he was there, to which he replied, because all the monsters have been let out of their cages tonight, no matter what court they belong to, so I may roam wherever I wish until dawn. And then he proceeds to leave her. What an ominous man. <laughs> when she composes, after she composes herself, she starts walking around again. And Lucian finds her and calls her some names. <laughs> A lot of names. <laughs> Stupid human fool. He then proceeds to explain why she shouldn't be there. See if he'd have just done this earlier. Yeah. It would have made sense. She's still okay, so like, what's going on? The ritual. It's a f- sex ritual. Tamlin gets, uh, they have to perform a ritual in order spring for renewal. spring renewal. So, like, they have to re- perform this ritual in order for there to be magic for the rest of the year. And what happens is that Tamlin is possessed by the fire or what have you or something that makes him the fire very, in his loins. Yeah, in his loins. <laughs> He's so animalistic and the instincts pick a person for him to mate with for the night. And Lucian explains to Farah that if she uh, doesn't, if she, if he smells her there, he is going to essentially fuck her brains out. I don't know how else to say that. If you didn't know, this book is more explicit than the other ones we've yeah, read. About that, like, <laughs> I mean, she might be all for that. So Yeah. <laughs> she might be like, but why did you want me to lock myself up? That's fine. That don't make sense at all. Like, also, if he doesn't pick you fair up, that would be really awkward. And also, <laughs> that gives every other man a right to f*** you. Like, yeah. 
It gives no man a right to you, but in this instance, that would happen. It is full of debauchery. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Pharaoh's like, then why are you here? And he's like, because after he's done, I get to, I get the second <laughs> I pick. I get his leftovers. The, the, cause there's like a row of women standing in line. He's like, I'm second. I get to pick the second best person. <laughs> like, not you, not you, not you. Yes, you. You're the one. <laughs> That's Lucian! Lucian then rushes her back to her room before the ritual can begin. When she hears the drumming stop and everything quieting down, she goes to get food. And then she comes upon Tamlin, who is more animalistic than usual. He tells her he smelled her, but he couldn't find her, and the riot made him pick someone else. Then he proceeds to bite her. <laughs> he bites her on, like, the neck. She tries to protest, but doesn't really, and then he kisses her neck. But she does slap him. Like, you know. And, <laughs> like, snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah, she does that, but she's like, don't do, oh. She's into it. Yeah, she likes it. <laughs> she's like, oh. she's like, stop. And then she's like, keep going. <laughs> stop, stop. Keep going. <laughs> like, absolutely, like, Look me in the eyes. Do not do it. Do it. Do not do it. Yeah, he, and then he, he leaves. He pulls himself back from her and leaves. And like he just runs away and she's like, that, that was foreplay. I wanted more. Come on. I gotta I got take care of myself now. Chapter 22. <laughs> he was just out. Who knows? <laughs> he don't. He probably doesn't even remember. No. It like, at one point he was like, I would have... <laughs> He tells her, by the way, and back up to the last chapter, he tells her uh, that the the woman that the right made him pick was, like, begging for it and asked him to be rough. And he was like, I would have been, like, slow and sweet with you or something. It was like, ah, I don't want to know. And Feyre is I'm like, nah, this is nothing. And Feyre like, Okay. <laughs> She's like, I don't want it. I want it. I don't want it. I want it. So Feyre tries to find something to cover up the bruise on her neck, but then she decides it wasn't her fault, and she lets it show uh, Tamlin what an animal he was last night. And she's like, no, f*** it. This was not my fault. It's his fault. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Empowerment. (laughs) She walks into the dining room where the two Fae men are eating. Lucian asked about her neck. To which she tells him, ask Tamlin, he did it. <laughs> Tamlin blames her for not listening to their warnings. She calls them fairy pigs and painted them both with pig features for the rest of the afternoon. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> they apologized at dinner. <laughs> with Tamlin giving her white roses from the garden. Feyre acted indifferently, but secretly she loved them. This is, the game. This is fair. <laughs> On the regular, she's like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> the next night she wore a nice dress to dinner is this one of her alice is like what are you so dressed up yes for? yeah lucian excuses himself and tamlin and fairy get to talk for a little bit she tells him what she wants to show him in the gallery where she had painted a multitude of pictures tamlin views all of the paintings and they talk about them. <laughs> okay so like None. They don't. She doesn't mention like the pig painting. That's not it. Um, she paints a picture of like Isaac 
in it and like she thinks that he's jealous at some point but she's like i'm never gonna apologize for that because that was like some of my moments of like clarity or like release so i'm glad she kind of defended that but he never really said anything too much about it um he tells her he wants the one the picture of the woods where she hunted she told him it was a very bleak picture but he said he wanted it nonetheless she asked if there was any way for her to help him fix the blight. He told her there was nothing, and shocked. And he was shocked that she wanted to help. He was surprised. She was like, "Hey, how can I help you?" Yeah, it's Tamlin. It is Tamlin. But is he like willing to hear her out at this point? Like, it doesn't sound like he's just shrugging her off. Like, no, not your concern. <sighs> with the with the whole book within itself, I think he's thinking that she can't help him if he tells her what to do to help. A, he can't tell her how to help. B, what she's doing now is helping enough with the blight. I feel like what he has done up to this point is be like, no, like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. This is up to me, or this is up to my court. Like, this is not your concern. But now, like... He's been like, oh, you want to help. Um, so he tells her that he only wants her here with him. He had many paramours, but she was the only one that understood what it was like for him. That night was the first night that Feyre did not lock her door. She's ta- thinking about Tamlin at one point. And just like what kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that he's been through and how he like does feel things and feels like grief. Mm-hmm. And it says, what grief and burdens did he bear for whoever else had been lost in this conflict? Lost to the blight or the attacks on the borders? High Lord, a position he hadn't wanted or expected, yet he'd been forced to bear with its weight as best as he could. So once again, her kind of humanizing him and seeing what he's been through. Seeing him as a great person. Oh, he does say it's my burden to bear. And he's like... Thank you for reminding me that I'm not alone. And I was like, well, darn, that's cute. Yeah. As far as Tamla goes, I don't understand him. But she didn't lock her door because she be horny. Um, <laughs> she also trusts him. That's not why. You know that's not why. If it didn't happen the way it happened, then I would. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. notice it. she didn't lock the door after Cal and by. Okay. Anyway, chapter 23. Feyre and Tamlin were on a field, and Tamlin starts talking about how the willow always puts him to sleep. Feyre doesn't understand, and he goes on to explain that the willow sings. He can show it to her, but only if she will kiss him. He's playing the game. Yeah. Not creepy. He's like, I'm a high lord. I would want something in exchange. Maybe a kiss. She tells him that's not happening. And that he should give it to her because she was at a disadvantage. He tells her that he is high fay and they don't just give things without getting something for it. For some odd reason, this works and she agrees. She's like, "Mm, that makes sense. That checks out. Okay. He kissed her eyelids and when she opened them, she heard the willow and saw everything for what it was. Beautiful and magical. Tamlin had even changed. He now had a golden halo of sunlight, and his eyes weren't just green, but now every color. Suddenly, 
everything changed back. She asked him why she couldn't see him anymore, and he told her that he glamored everything back into place. He asked for her part of the bargain, and she kissed his hand. He laughed, and Feyre got sleepy. That's literally how the chapter goes. I'm not kidding. You're exactly as I dreamed you'd be, too. How sweet. Chapter 24. She wakes up in her room and notices a woman with tree bark. She asks where Alice was. The woman looked confused and said that she was Alice. She's like, bitch, do you not know who I am? You dumb bitch. <laughs> when she, when she, Feyre, looked around, she saw more people working around the state. She went to Tamlin and asked why there were so many people in the house. He told her those people had always been there. She just couldn't see them. Wait, do you mention it? She asked why the Ator couldn't see her, and he told her because he threw a glamour over her when they had entered the garden. The next day when she went to the garden only to find a male's head on a spike. We got back up. Back we up. Back up. Back up. I know that's what you have, but... He's like, yeah, you had an audience. Because she's, like, mentioning all this stupid shit she did. She's like, were they there? He's like, yeah, you yeah. had an audience. And we were talking about how they were all sitting on the porch drinking their tea. Yeah. Watching her do stupid shit. And I was like, but they were. It's canon. It is. I thought that was hilarious when I read it. Because <laughs> I was like, we were right. The next day when she went to the garden, she... she ends up finding Amel's head on a spike. Tamlin and Lucian come to see this and are discussing who the person is. They point out three stars and a mountain sigil on the head and they tell her it is night from the night court. Tamlin explains that the night court is full of corruption and evil. She asks what message they were trying to leave by bringing this here. And Lucian tells her it shows that they can come in and out of the spring court whenever they want to. He then goes on to explain that this is something the High Lord of the Night Court would do as a joke. And because of this, Feyre couldn't bring herself to paint that day. Dun dun dun. Freaking Night Court. Dang Night Court. Full of evil and corruption and nightmares. I mean, the word night's in it. <laughs> court of nightmares. No! <laughs> Chapter 25. Tamlin was gone for the rest of the day. He spent the entire night away, too, but sent word to Feyre, telling her he was all right. They were told that it is a summer solstice. She's told that she's allowed to participate in the solstice festivities. Finally, she gets to do something. Mm-hmm. She thought of her family. Did they really think she was still taking care of a sick aunt after all of these months? She worried about Tamlin and didn't feel relief until she heard him talking with Lucian in the house. She walked towards him, but Alice jerked her away. And dressed her in a beautiful gown. Girl has to make an entrance, mm-hmm. right? Tamlin and Lucian comment on how pretty she looks. They tell her it was just a party tonight and no fey magic. At the party, Lucian and Feyre are around the food tables when Feyre gets a hold of some fairy wine. Mm-hmm. Lucian warns her not to drink it. Feyre doesn't trust him, though, since he gave her hallucinogenic berries a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> she drinks it anyway and says it feels like starlight in her veins. She immediately goes dancing while Lucian is protesting. <laughs> she like runs to the dance floor. <laughs> this is my song. She looks to the fiddle player only to see that it's Tamlin. I don't know if I've ever known this until this time, Raiden. And suddenly I was like, 
Wait, Tamlin's playing the freaking fiddle? Yeah, earlier he's like, I'm a mean fiddle player, but nobody asked the the high lord to play the fiddle. Nobody lets me. He's like, nobody uh, let me do a traveling minstrel or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. He tells her to go ahead and dance. After some time, he takes her to shit. He takes her to show her the willow, the the willow, the wisp, the will of the wisp, the will. Of- Say it fast, like the will of the wisp. But I, don't, okay. yeah, will of the wisp. And he asks her to join or to dance with him. And then he says that he wants to kiss her. She tells him, "Do it." Do they do it? Yeah. They then go to watch the sunrise while Tamlin puts his arm around her shoulders. It's a fish, y'all. It's a fish. It's a fish. The Will of the Wisp, I really like because they're like in everything. They're like little globe, like orbs of light. They're uh, supposed to be like good omens, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, they're having their little moments together. She says, My father once told me that I should let my sisters imagine a better life, a better world. And I told him there was no such thing. I never understood because I couldn't couldn't believe that it was even possible. Until now, life can be better. Chapter 26. Tamlin, Lucian, and Feyre sit down to lunch, which is their breakfast. <laughs> because <laughs> they were all, you know, up all night. Lucian was unusually quiet and repeatedly rubbed his temples. Feyre asked him where he went last night. He told her she was on Boulder, Border Patrol. Like, they all kind of looked around, and he was, like, with someone. (laughs) And it comes out that Tamlin kissed Feyre, and Lucian does his usual cauldron boil me. (laughs) Lucian tells Tamlin that a contact from the Winter Court told him that the Blight had killed two dozen of their younglings. Before they could finish talking about it, Tamlin tells her to hide behind the curtains. The entire estate went tense as as calm footsteps came strolling into the dining room. Farrah was shocked to see the man that she that saved her the night of Cal and Ma. They asked what he was doing there, and the man tells him that he was wondering if they got his present. We find out the name of this man is Recent, and Lucian keeps referring to him as Amarantha's whore. It doesn't take the guests long to realize that Tamlin is glamouring him and there was someone else with them. He spots Farah and tells her she didn't heed his warning to stay out of trouble. He goes up to her and tells Tamlin that she was thinking about him and how his plan might have worked possibly. Too bad she was more stubborn than he was. Tamlin begs Resand to leave her alone, and Resand makes him and Lucian both grovel. He asks Farah for her name, and she gives him the name of another girl from her village, Claire Better. Resan tells them it's been fun, and he will see them under the mountain before he leaves. Okay, so this character has, like, mind abilities, like, mental abilities. He can get into somebody's mind. So, like, that's what's so scary at this moment is, like, he's got, he's reading Sarah's mind and he's got it like locked up and Tamlin's like terrified and begging and he's like don't do anything to her don't do anything to her please 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 and she like whenever he's walking in and like 
the vibe is being set. Mm-hmm. She like compares him to all the other horrible creatures. Yeah, because they're treating him just like yeah. Okay, him mentioning Lucian's fox mask, and he's like very appropriate for you, Lucian. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Resam says, you know, he's kind of picking on Tamlin to about how he. Let's see. He says, I'm surprised that 49 years and no attempts to save yourself or your lands. Even now, things are getting interesting again. So, 49 years have passed and it has seemed like Tamlin has done nothing. Yeah. People. And I was just like, wait for it, wait for it. And I was like, Tamlin is Burr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Aaron Burr, sir. And I was like, we're getting there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. And just like opposing forces. Yeah. And he also says, you know, as sort of a comeback to being called uh, Amaranthus whore, he says that at least I haven't bided my time among the hedges and flowers while the world has gone to hell. And I said, at Elaine. Damn. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. And Reeson calls himself the High Lord of Prithian. Mm-hmm. Did we mention that? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Prithian, the whole land. He's the like, whole land. I'm the High Lord, though. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and say it. Resan's the most powerful of all the High yeah. Lords. Um, it's not necessarily mentioned in this book, but no, in the he's next. He's the High Lord of the Night Court. Did we mention that? No, we didn't. He's the High Lord of the Night Court. Um, evidently the High Lord of Prithian. <laughs> yeah, he's the High Lord of the Night like, Court. Is that um, a title? It's not, but. Reeson can do what he wants. You remember the I meme? Don't... You remember the meme yeah. that I sent you? That like he's like, don't worry, I have a note. And it says, <laughs> I'm Reese. I can. Do- I'm yeah. Reese. I can do what I want. Well, yeah, we didn't mention it because she doesn't know it yet. And then it's got a little tag, and it says from the yeah <laughs> most powerful high they lord. They mention it um, during the chapter though that he's the high lord of the uh, night court, but he calls himself the high lord of prison. <laughs> I was like. Flatter yourself, don't you? Well, he, here he says, is that any way to speak to a High Lord of Prithian? Is that what you're referring to? I swore he said the High Lord of Prithian. <laughs> I mean, it would not shock me, not one bit for him to. Um, like I said, he's the most powerful one of all of them. Yeah. And he, uh, the re- I guess the reason I didn't mention it here was because the chapter earlier, it talks about, oh, well, the High Lord of the Night Court would do this as a joke. And he's like, did you see my present? Yeah. But, like, Farrah's making the connections that the man she met, or the fairy that she met at Calamai, mm-hmm. is, that right? is the horrible, horrible person mentioned from the Night Court. Mm-hmm. And she's like, those two. But then in this moment, she's like, oh, yeah, he's awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, Not a fan. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do that. But, yeah. And he, like, goes into her mind. And she's like, it feels like talons are scraping against my thoughts. Mm-hmm. He's, and scary. he's a scary, scary fake. When he talks to her, he's like, what's your name, love? Which Tamlin's probably like, mm-hmm. why are you calling my love, love? Like, because that's who Reason thinks he is and how he thinks he can talk to people. Yeah. He is definitely one of those people that gives everybody little pet names, whether they want them or not. Chapter 27. Farah is lying awake thinking about what happened earlier in the day with Recent. 
She hears Tamlin at the door, and he proceeds to tell her that he's sending her home. Oh, you get to read this? Yeah. Well, you didn't include you didn't include anything in the notes other than one one sentence. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you Honestly, didn't read them, did you? There's not much that really happens descriptively anyway. So, okay, go on. Yeah, Sorry. Um, she asks him why, and he tells her that he's worried they might get to her, and he could do nothing about it. He proceeds to tell her that he will take on the life debt, and she can just go home and pretend none of this ever happened. She asks if she did something wrong or if it, if it was because she was nothing but thorns. She tells him she doesn't want to leave and then she seduces him. She does. That's what happens. Just, isn't it seduction if he wants to do it too? Like, no. It's still seduction because she had to be like, come well, hither. She, she had to make it clear that she wanted it mm-hmm. too, for him to... That's what I'm saying. She seduced him. It's a mutual seduction. It's a Are mutual we seduction. Scene? Yes. You're out of sex sentences, they do the nasty. I don't I don't know if I said this on podcast because I've said it mentioned it twice. But I imagine or remember this scene the other two times I read it being more like explicit and longer. Mm-mm. And I realized that was because I was so green to reading this kind of content. Yeah. Because I read I mean the first time I read it I was nineteen or mm-hmm. twenty. And then the last time I read it was like early last year mm-hmm. before I read. Before she got on K- KU. Yeah. Um. So, reading this, I was like, okay, this is really not like subtle. I know what's happening, but like mm-hmm. short and sweet to the point. Yeah. The descriptors are a lot more like romanticized. Yeah. yeah. It's not very like explicit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, compared to other content in this series. <laughs> yeah, this is really tame. It gets worse and worse as it goes on. Where I'm like, I really know what's happening now. Yeah. They, they do the damn thing. They're, yeah, like, if you just read this book, you'd be like, why do they say it's just fairy porn? Like, that ain't nothing. Yeah. But then you go on and it's like, oh... Pharaoh wakes up and Tamlin tells her she needs to go to sleep because she's leaving early tomorrow. Okay, yeah, fuck me and then <laughs> make me leave. I see how it is. I feel like a prostitute. What? What? <laughs> Where did you go? I, oh, what? He strokes her hair until she falls asleep and he, he whispers to her that he loves her, thorns and all. Aww. Thorns really? and all. Tamlin. Well, well, she asked. She's really? like, is it because I'm a thorn? Like, I'm full of thorns. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be sweet. But yeah. Yeah, saying all the right things. But back to you copying this. Do, do you think you copy it after I abridge it? Or do you just skim it so you don't realize it until you read the notes where I'm like, oh, he screws her and then he leaves and you're like, I oh, stole when it. I realized it? Yeah. Just now. Yeah. But I'm saying, is it because of my notes or is it because... I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Chapter 28. Alice asks Feyre if she was going to tell her goodbye. Feyre just says that she doesn't like goodbyes. Alice agrees, and Feyre says that she hopes that Alice can see her nephew soon. When Feyre goes downstairs, Lucian complains about her human attire. Tamlin reminds her that she and her family... Pause. Lucian exactly says, and I didn't add it, but I wanted to. He's like... 
If that's what humans wear, I don't need to go to the human. I was not a gay man. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, she's like, trust me, they wouldn't want you. Anyway, go on. Like, oh, yeah. He says, these clothes are enough to convince me I never want to enter the human realm. Tamler reminds her that she and her family are safe. She tells him that all of her paintings are his. Oh, Joy, he's so lucky. Mm-hmm. All of her paintings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least he has something to her by. Tamlin kisses her. And says, <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought of the Isaac painting, and it's just a stick figure. <laughs> like, I made it. This is the I man I screwed one time. And it's just, one time. <laughs> at one. one, I meant at one time. <laughs> At one time, hand stuff like below the bell, like. But then it's just a stick figure. She's leaving her out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's not going to say those words. <laughs> Tamlin kisses her and says that he loves her. She knows she should tell him that she loves him too, but she can't bring herself to say it as the carriage pulls away. Her words are, I should say it, I should say those words, but they get stuck in my throat. Because, because of what he had to face, because he might not find me despite his promise, because, because beneath it all, he was an immortal, and I would grow old and die, and maybe he meant it now, perhaps last night, have been as altering for him as it had been for me, but... I would not become a burden to him. I would not become another weight pressing upon his shoulders. I think Bayard just constantly feels like a burden to people. Yeah. She falls asleep through the magic of the forest only to wake up on the other side in the human realm. She arrives to a nice house and finds her sisters there in fine dresses. At first, they don't recognize her. Elaine. (laughs) Elaine, mainly. Gotta say. They told her about a strange man coming to ask their father to invest in money for him and how they became extremely wealthy because of it. All Farah could think about was her true home with Tamlin. She reminded herself of the serial's words, stay with the high lord. She did not stay with the high lord. She did not. He casted her away. He did. Like the burden that she is. <laughs> With the terrible stick figure paintings. <laughs> the terrible art skills that we all have to grow in there too, because she's so proud and all of her shortcomings. And we already feel bad for making one of the fact that she can't read. You have to stop at some point. She's so young, she's got so much of a life ahead of her. Maybe then she'll learn to she paint. She has no family that loves her. Damn. You don't need her. Damn. 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 Sarah, honey, I'm wishing okay. all the happiness for you. Um, whether or not it's with Sir Tamlin. Or not. Whether or not it's with Sir Tamlin. Um, but at least you have Lucian as your... Bef- Bef- who, would, who would Lucian choose? You know, if Tamlin and Feyre didn't work out, is Bef- Feyre or is Bef- Tamlin? <laughs> I think we get our answer in book three. Hey! <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> I don't say it. I'm just saying. I mentioned something earlier. Yeah, no, I was about to say context clues at this point. Lucian's got some up and downs going for him, and he he's put through the ringer, if we're honest. Yeah, he is. Love lost. <laughs> My man. 
You ever? Uh, Ferris back home. Oh, oh, Cannon, Cannon. I I know what song. I know what song that Lucian sings. It's "Bad at Love" by Halsey. I'm bad at love. Yeah, that's his. Ferris back home. She's gonna be sad. Um, we get to see the sisters again and how they're doing. And one of my faves is there, Miss Nesta. And honestly, oh, love. Yeah, this is probably my favorite part with Nesta. Oh yeah. Because she screws it back up royally after a little bit. And then it gets better. And then it gets worse. That's just... She's good at that. Yeah, that's how Nesta goes. It's like a cycle. She's like, I can only be nice for about... She's (laughs) self-destructive. I can only be nice for about two days. Tops. And then I'm back to being a total bitch. Love her. Love my mans. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's clear who my mans is, but that's okay. I don't... I thought you were talking about the other mans. I got a bunch of mans. I know. I got like, Lucian's like, oh, poor baby, my man. Mm-hmm. Other one's my man. And then the other one's like, oh, that's my man. That's my man. That's my broski. That's my Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. He, He's definitely my Emmett. He's same character, different font. And then the other one, I'm like, you're there. Everyone loves you. Evidently, you're hot. I like I him. About you. I like him. That's it. All right. That's... We will see you next time. Bye. Who <laughs> said that everybody likes me when I'm sober? <laughs>